So the most important takeaway here is that Benoit is a fan of Dancing with the Stars, and he's not too cool to admit it here publicly. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Solar Maverick Podcast, where solar meets entrepreneurship and experience. I'm your host, Benoit Thanjan. And I'm your co-host, Lee Wang. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Solar Maverick Podcast. This is Benoit, your host. I'm with Lee Wang. Your co-host. Lee Wang is the director of marketing of Renew Energy and the founder of MJ Wang Media. He helps me with marketing as well as my publicist. And we've hit a big milestone, actually. It's our 50th episode of the Solar Maverick Podcast. We appreciate all the support from everyone who are listeners of the podcast. So thank you. It's amazing to see that we have done 50 episodes. I still can't believe it. And it's been amazing. And without all your support and the team, Lee Wang as well has been instrumental with the podcast, with the strategy, the marketing, co-host and and then podcast laundry with Kevin Y. Brown and his team. And then also Suzanne Waters, who also co-hosts, she's the vice president of marketing at Renew Energy. And of course, our guests who have come on the show and our listeners as well. So thank you. We appreciate everything. Yeah, it's been a huge milestone. I mean, this just goes to show that if you plug away and you're consistent, we haven't missed a week yet and we don't plan to. Before you know it, we started at zero and we're at 50 and one thing that Benoit talked about prior to us starting to tape this episode is how many people at the most recent podcast movement convention had yet to tape their first episode. Our advice is whatever your dreams are, chase it and get after it and get that first one under your belt and it only gets better. Yeah, and I think the first episode's the hardest, right? Because you're putting yourself out there. There's a lot of work that needs to be done for that first episode. But once you get into a consistent routine, which we've been able to do, and it gets easier and easier, actually, to tape these episodes because we get better and more efficient at it. We're learning as well. Obviously, we hear a lot of feedback from our listeners, and we appreciate that, and we appreciate your support. Benoit, let's actually jump right into, before we forget, we got email from Roderick Casilli. Thank you, Roderick, for chiming in here and sending us an email. Roderick writes, just listened to episode 37 of your podcast. Suzanne, Suzanne Waters, our co-host, didn't mention another very new option for commercial solar projects, which is self-contained units. And he gives the example of Smart Flower. Roderick is a distributor in California, and he would love to hear Benoit's thoughts more on this product. I just wanted to, before we dive into the episode, really show our appreciation for our listeners and address Roderick's question here. Yeah, definitely. So that episode, we talked about solar on commercial industrial. Suzanne, when she spoke about solar, she talked about rooftop solar, which is obviously putting solar panels on the rooftop. She talked about ground-mounted systems which is basically putting solar in like open sort of fields with the, either a tracker or fixed tilt, where a tracker is basically where it follows the sun. Fixed tilt is basically, it's usually southward facing. And then there's like racking and then the panels are on that. She also talked about a carported system, if you haven't seen it, where basically it's in parking lots and then you have solar in this carported structure. The solar, this, he was talking about the smart flower, which I've seen before, and it's definitely beautiful. 
It's pretty easy to install. I know Roderick actually reached out to me on LinkedIn about it and to talk about it more on the show and potentially to have him on the show and to get back to him. I think there's definitely a need in the market for this. And if anyone hasn't seen it, like just search for the Solar Intelligence Smart Flower. But I definitely think when that episode, episode 37 with Suzanne, we were just focused on the three most important or most popular ones. And that's why we didn't get into the Smart Flower because there are a lot of other technologies but I think, not technologies, but different types of installation or way you can install solar. But definitely we think it's a great opportunity both for residential and commercial, industrial. I'm sure we'll talk about it. And we appreciate your feedback, Roderick, and all the people who reach out to us. Yeah, and we had another question come in from Anthony Carroll. Love your Maverick show. What's your opinion about, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, it's vanadium batteries? Will they ever be a viable storage option? This is actually going back to the episode that Lee and I just recently did, which was energy storage trends. We focused on lithium-ion technology because that's the most popular technology right now and where people are mass-producing and where we're seeing the biggest pricing decreases. As far as Vandium, I actually don't know. I'm not familiar with the technology. The Solar Maverick doesn't know everything. <laughs> but we appreciate Disclaimer. Disclaimer. about it. And I'm obviously going to do research about it and try to understand it and talk to other people in the industry. But it's good to get different perspectives on it. And we appreciate you reaching out and I will get back to you eventually. We apologize. I know Anthony and some other people have reached out to us on info at Renew Energy, R-E-N-E-U, energy.com. We apologize that takes time. We're inundated with how many people are reaching out to us via email, yeah, that, uh, social that's, media, that's phone call. That's important to know for everyone to know that. Sorry, Benoit. I just cut off Benoit. He's holding the mic in his hand. He's going strong. But I just wanted to say, Anthony... We hear you. I hope you're listening to this episode. We have your email address and we're going to get back to you on that question. And we really appreciate everyone who comes in with comments, feedback, negative and positive. We also have another listener here, Mike. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Lao Chan. Maybe that's just a Chinese in me pronouncing it more of a Chinese inflection. Mike is from Calgary, Alberta. Hello to our neighbors in Canada. We love you. He has a guest suggestion. So found your podcast a few weeks ago. And thoroughly enjoyed it. My suggest you having Don Sadaway from MIT as your guest on your program sometime. And we looked into this and Don would be a pretty great guest. So anyone that does have guest suggestions, please continue to send them in. But for everyone that does write in, as Benoit said, we might not get back to you right away, but we make sure we do get back to you. Thanks. Yeah, Mike Lachlan, I think, is how you say the last name. He's from Calgary, <laughs> okay. Alberta. Sorry, Mike, I, I butchered your name. <laughs> and Dan Sadaway from MIT as a guest. He also sent us actually a YouTube link yeah. of a presentation that Dan did, and it was pretty impressive. If anyone has guest suggestions... We're still kind of reviewing this one because we haven't gone through the whole YouTube video. Please reach out to us at info at renewenergy.com. We have been referred to people we've interviewed on the podcast. So definitely feel free to reach out to us if you think you would like to be interviewed on the podcast or you know of someone, you know, Roderick wants to talk more about the solar flower to be on the podcast. And several people have reached out to us. We do review these different opportunities of people asking us. Probably one of the people that people are familiar with was we had one, why operations and maintenance is so important 
for the useful life of the project. That was Amanda Bybee. And she was someone that I actually didn't know, but was recommended to have her on the podcast. So we do listen to people's suggestions on people that we should interview on the podcast. Yeah, and just a big thanks to everyone who has listened and continue to download. Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And speaking of uh, YouTube, we are now on YouTube. And I apologize, we do not have a unique URL to find us on YouTube yet because what we've learned is that YouTube only allows for unique URLs after a certain amount of downloads and subscribers on YouTube. But if you search for Benoit's name, as B-E-N-O-Y, last name is T-H-A-N-J-A-N, you will be able to find our YouTube channel, which currently has a few audio recordings of the episodes there. In the future, we're going to develop this out a little bit more with a set. We're going to do our podcast, which is another way to access the Solar Maverick podcast for now. More details to come as this channel for us develops further. That sounds amazing. Thank you, Lee. So Benoit, for this 50th episode, we wanted to look back at your experiences. Just give our listeners an update on what you've been up to and where you're going to be traveling. Yeah, definitely. So our last episode with Lee, which was Energy Storage 2009 Trends, I mentioned that I was going to the Podcast Movement Conference in Orlando, Florida, which is the biggest podcasting conference in the U.S. And that was an amazing experience. It was 3,000 people It was fully immersed in podcasting from a Tuesday to Friday. And for me, it was just an amazing experience because the first sort of podcasts that I've listened to, I got to meet the host of those podcasts. So just to give you an example, I've met Lewis Howes. It was the first podcast that I listened to, which is the School of Greatness. He actually had Julianne Huff, who was at the Dancing with the Stars. So it was amazing meeting him because... These podcasts really got what got me excited about podcasting. That was just an amazing to meet with. Benoit, how did you first discover Lewis's podcast? Do you remember how you first uh, got into it? So I've seen some of his things on social media. I really like the content that he had. And it's very positive. And I've read a few of his books before. And then he had Julianne Huff on his podcast and I'm a huge Dancing with the Stars fan and a huge Julianne Huff fan. He was one of the first sort of big podcasters to have really Hollywood stars on his podcast. And then I actually listened to the podcast on the School of Greatness on Apple Podcasts. And then he actually did a video as well with the interview with Julianne Huff. So that was like maybe two, two and a half years ago. And that got me first into podcasting. So the most important takeaway here is that Benoit is a fan of Dancing with the Stars, and he's not too cool to admit it here publicly. Yeah. So, so I think that's the most important takeaway here. But go on about the top podcast you've listened to. Yeah, and then it was amazing because I was actually online to register. I did a VIP member register to the podcast movement. And with me on the line was John Lee Dumas, who is also another of the first podcasts I listened to. He has a very popular podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire. He was really impressed with the shirt (laughs) that Lee Wang, my publicist and director of marketing, and basically what Lee did was create Solar Maverick podcast art. And I was wearing it. So it's essentially a picture of myself. 
And then I was telling him about my podcast and he was telling me how he was looking to get solar in Puerto Rico at his house. And I said, oh, I could help him. And can you be on my podcast? I asked John Lee Dumas and he said, sure. We've been actually communicating back and forth about that. So that was amazing too. And another person actually, Pat Flynn. So actually I was in this VIP area and then there was like kind of like a breakout room where you could do work and Pat Flynn's like sitting at the same table as me and he has also a very popular podcast as well. So it was just very surreal for me to kind of meet the people that I've listened to their podcasts that gave me sort of the idea to do my own podcast, to meet them in person. And they're celebrities in the podcasting industry. Obviously, everyone knows who they are. And then he has basically the popular podcast called Smart Passive Income. And it was just amazing. Like Guy Raz, who has Lee's talked about how I built this. He did actually a podcast interview as the final sort of thing of the event. So you did a live show? He did a live show, which was pretty amazing as well. So I learned a lot from it. I was focusing on the marketing and monetization of the podcast and then meeting all the different people in the podcast community. And I met listeners of the Solar Maverick podcast, which was surreal to me in Orlando, people who are listening to this podcast, which is so random. And then with the shirt that Lee created, so many people came up to me and it was just amazing because like they wanted to check out the podcast and they would see the podcast of the show and then they see my face and they're like, just automatically surprised it's me wearing the shirt. And I'm so proud of Benoit for <laughs> having the guts to wear a t-shirt with an image of himself. That's my man right there. Yeah. <laughs> I have the best publicist in the industry, Lee Wang, but I couldn't do it without him. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, we love to hear from our listeners which podcasts they listen to. So please write us any suggestions. We're always listening to a broader range of podcasts so we can get ideas and inspiration from what other people are doing. Benoit mentioned Guy Raz and how I built this, and it remains one of my favorite podcasts. And they have this amazing, each episode talks about the founder story of how a company was built. And you've no doubt heard about some of these companies, Allbirds, Warby Parker, some of these great upstarts, Stonyfield, Men's Warehouse, incredible stories. And they follow the same format. And in every episode, Guy asks the guests on the show how much of your success was attributed to luck and how much was to your own skill and talent and hard work. And it's incredible, this same question that's been answered so many different ways. And it's actually one of my favorite parts of the show. So I think we're trying to build that consistency too. So you get used to the format, you get in the rhythm, and that's one of the things we're working towards. To me, it's amazing because we were, at this point, Lee, 12 months ago, we were working on our first episode, which was eventually reached in September. So what ended up happening was, at the end of August, I did my first podcast interview with Kevin from Podcast Laundry, who's the executive producer of our show and from Podcast Laundry, and then he has a podcast called the Create Your Life series. It came out the first or second week of September. And Lee heard the podcast. It sounded awesome. We should do a solar podcast. Then we partnered with Kevin to come up with the strategy of the podcast. And it's interesting for me because in two weeks, I'm actually going to Solar Power International, which is the biggest solar conference, which this year is going to be in Utah. And before that, was last year in California. And I was having hesitations 
about doing the podcast and taping and doing the strategy of it. And then we were supposed to meet with Kevin to watch him do a podcast interview. And do you remember I was hesitant to do it? And then you pushed me, you're like, come on. And remember I was saying, let's do it after I come back in October. But I'm glad you pushed me to do it. And then we taped our first episode after we heard Kevin do his interview in studio, actually, in Harlem, New York. It didn't end up taping. So we retaped episode one of the Solar Maverick podcast, which actually sounded a lot better. The interesting thing with Lee and I is that we've been friends now for, what, eight years? And we pretty much know each other really well. So that's another thing people have commented. They love our dynamic and the jokes and kind of the things that we're talking about. So it's interesting because Suzanne and I, Suzanne, the other co-host, we go through a very thorough outline and plan before we actually tape. And there's some things that are very impromptu. But with Lee and I, it's very impromptu. And I really appreciate your whole part in this process because this podcast does not happen without you. And there's a team of people who make this happen. I mean, I was very hesitant about doing it. And then you said, let's just tape it. Well, well, but no, you gave me way too much, <laughs> way too much credit here. You're, I, I, you know, you're the talent here. You're the knowledge. I just want to send that love back to you and say, without your widespread knowledge of the industry and your way to explain it to people, that's the meat of the show. And actually, I wanted to ask you, Benoit, just tell the listeners here, we talk about great start your podcast. What kind of equipment investment did you have to make just to get started? Because I bet a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, so conventionally, people used to tape podcasts in studios, right? But the technology has gotten so advanced that it's pretty amazing. We're basically using an audio recorder that costs about $300 and then mics that are about $25. And we could take anywhere. We interview pretty much everywhere and anywhere. I did a podcast interview in Colombia. I travel with this equipment and interview people as well. We've now actually, the past two or three months, have used Zoom as well, because I've always preferred doing the interviews in person because I feel like the dynamic's a lot better. But there's some people that we can't interview in person. So we do it through Zoom and we do it through a video chat. And that's actually worked out really well as well. So for those who don't know, Zoom meeting conference is a service. I think there is a free version. I have an account, but it allows you to do video conferencing and you can record it. So it's like, uh, if you're familiar with Skype, it's similar, but I feel like Zoom has some great capabilities. And unfortunately, we don't have an affiliate link with Zoom right now, but (laughs) in the future, yeah, in the future, we'll have some affiliate links. Check out Zoom. Maybe we can approach them to be a sponsor of the show at some point. Yeah, definitely. It's all about having goals, working hard and getting it to it. And I mean, to me, it's amazing. Like that podcast with Kevin came out the middle of September. And then since November of last year, We've been releasing a podcast every Tuesday, and it's just amazing. Every month, the number of downloads are getting bigger and bigger and larger and larger. So we appreciate to our listeners for being extremely dedicated. And it's just amazing to me like how many people listen to the podcast and how I'm constantly getting feedback. And I was recently in a conference in Philadelphia and just getting inundated by people who said, hey, we haven't met, but I listen to the podcast when I'm driving or running, and I just recognize your voice from hearing it, from the podcast art. 
So we really appreciate your support. It's been an amazing journey. And I feel like we're just getting started. I just came back from podcast movement. We have a lot of great ideas that we want to implement. We have a lot of exciting topics and guests that are going to come out. We appreciate your support. Without you, we wouldn't have got to this 50th episode. This episode of the Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Laundry, the podcast concierge service that I use to make sure that my listeners hear the best quality show. They do the dirty work of podcasting for me. Yes, graphics, quotes, show notes, master editing, and much more. All I have to do is record. So if you're a busy podcaster like me with an engaged audience and want to free up time to do more of what you love to do, like going to the gym or spending time with loved ones, go to podcastlaundry.com to schedule your consultation or call 347 8273. That's podcastlaundry.com or 347-871-8273. Thank you. Recently, there's been a lot more news about with the current administration and the environment, the impact of that. I've actually had the honor of interviewing Al Gore after he came out with his film, The Inconvenient Truth. I've been hot on the topic. So. You enunciated correctly this yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question I have to pose to you today is what is your opinion take on how climate change could affect the solar industry as a business in implementing it? So I think there are a couple of things with yeah. it. I mean, obviously like solar energy for climate change is a way of combating climate change. We're seeing a proliferation of solar coming online in record amounts and then companies are having 100% renewable energy goals. Part of that is with solar. Also, states as well. We've talked about in the past having 100% renewable energy goals. Also, people have been talking about what happens with panels once you get to the end of the useful life. So 20 to 30 years from now, that's basically the average useful life of the panels. The panels degrade usually by half a percent per year. I think that's going to be a big industry is recycling these panels in the future. Even after 20 to 30 years, you could still use the panels. They won't be as efficient as before, but we think there are other parts in other countries that they might want to still use these panels specifically. Can they be refurbished? They could potentially be refurbished as well. So I think there is going to be an issue with recycling of these panels in the future, but I feel like someone's going to figure out how to do that, and there's still plenty of time to kind of figure that out. So is there room for improving the efficiency of solar panels? It seems like there would be. Oh, yeah. So the efficiency is going to continue to improve. I mean, that's what's exciting about solar is the cost decreases that we're seeing are exponential. The efficiencies are getting better. Also, the surface area of the panels are getting smaller with higher efficiencies, and it's just going to continue. It's similar to Moore's law with computing technology that's happening with solar, which is pretty exciting. And then you're going to see the same thing as well. We mentioned this in the past podcast with energy storage as well. Yeah. So interestingly, on the very tiny scale, Benoit actually stores his audio equipment and belongs in a solar backpack. Give us a sense of how much actual usable energy comes from your backpack on the smallest end. The solar backpack that we use, it's actually a sun power panel, which is actually a, a really highly efficient panel. And what's the great thing is there's actually a battery in it. So it stores the solar energy. So when you're outside, it's charging the battery. And I constantly actually use it to charge my phone, especially when I'm on the go. I'm not actually sure exactly 
how much is actually being produced with how many cells. But it sounds pretty usable, applicable from such a small surface area. Yeah, why they use the sun power panel is because it's a high efficient panel. And obviously... You don't want to carry a whole solar panel. So you can see it's actually a smaller cell. In, in the future, when we have a YouTube channel uh, with video, you'll, you'll, you'll be able it. to see it. But see it's things. amazing, too, because when you're outdoors and you're charging your battery and it's in the backpack, and then obviously it has the Renew Energy logo, it's very useful. I'm reading about a company called Solsun Tech. It's based in New York City. And they've been achieving, this article claims, uh, 33% solar panel efficiency in just a few years. And one of their approaches is using 3D panels as opposed to flat ones. Do you have any thoughts on the structural shape of solar panels and how that might affect the bigger picture? The technology is just advancing as quickly as possible. It's pretty amazing to see there's different technologies outside of photovoltaic that we're seeing and it's just the future seems bright i mean we did our actually first podcast no we've had three puns in like under two minutes (laughs) well this is what happens when you're doing off the cuff and then actually just asking me questions that i'm not not prepared for so (laughs) (laughs) it's more impromptu but we did actually our first live podcast taping with how solar technology is changing the world which is an amazing panel because we had a diversity of speakers and steve schwert from schwert engineering talks about some of the other technologies that could be potentially very popular and juan trio from strata solar as well there are solar panels where you could actually absorb the sun on both sides in the future obviously tesla has the solar tiles the efficiency of those tiles are going to get better eventually there's going to be material on pain and curtains and all that's like the way way future so it's pretty exciting to kind of see paint as well they've been talking about where it could have the capability of absorbing solar and converting it into energy so i mean the future is pretty bright and it's pretty amazing some more puns for you has been noise mouth <laughs> i mean we're not all that serious on this show all the time so actually i was thinking since I have no hair, there's a lot of reflection off my head when I walk around in the sun. I think in the future, there's got to be some kind of hat I can wear that's going to turn that absorption into energy. So actually, there is like hats with solar panels on them. You could actually then charge your phone with. You could actually find it on Amazon.com. As everyone types in Google to find this hat and hope that it's stylish at all. So that's the next wave. Maybe we'll create a product that will be very stylish. So if anyone has any ideas on that, Info at renewenergy.com. Yes. By the way, people have asked us, like, they would like to buy these bags. We've seen it, us wearing it at conferences. There was a company actually in Korea where she saw our bag and then she actually made her own solar backpack, actually. So she saw it at an intersolar conference that I was at last year in San Francisco and then created her own solar backpack. So I think you're going to see this more often. It's funny. I just did a quick search. There's a company called Soul Soul. They sell a snapback 1.1 watt solar charger hat. And it's not terrible at all. So it's 36 bucks. I can't vouch for the quality of this product, but I'm hopeful that this early generation of solar hats doesn't look terrible. Could be a possibility. 
So, Benoit, if we can get the NFL to sponsor uh, some of these hats, then, then we're golden. Speaking of Benoit, who are some people that you want to give us a preview of some upcoming shows you might be interviewing in the near future? We talked about this last time. We're going to have actually a solar and cannabis podcast, which we're working on. We're working on a lawyer who specializes in cannabis and talking about the different markets that cannabis is going to potentially be legal. Obviously, they have high energy usages. Jim Spano actually will be re-interviewed on the podcast. He's our most downloaded episode of the podcast, episode 13, How to Develop a Great Solar Project. Steve Schwerd from Schwerd Consulting, we're actually interviewing him again on the podcast. He was part of our first podcast live event that we did July 30th in Jersey City, New Jersey. We have a couple other guests too that I'm going to wait before we announce it on the show. That's great. So I know you're in touch with a lot of pop culture figures. Who are some of the celebrities that you know that are very much into solar? You had mentioned some to me in the past. I see right here one of your boys, Akon, is starting his first solar energy company. So tell us a little bit about some people you know who are interested in solar that are known names. Obviously, Akon has done a lot with solar. Akon's actually originally from Jersey City, but he's raised, I think, one or two billion dollars for solar in Africa. And I think he's been actively working on that I've met Ray Lewis. If you don't know him, he's a Hall of Fame linebacker on the Baltimore Ravens. He created a company that's called Power 52 that basically trains people who need job opportunities to install solar. They're also developing projects as well. We're talking to them potentially about partnering on the New York Housing Authority projects where we're training NYCHA residents to install solar. Leonardo DiCaprio is a huge environmentalist and climate change. He came out with a documentary in HBO. I've had an opportunity to meet him a very long time ago. I think those are probably the major celebrities that I could think of who are like actively involved in renewable energy and solar. There are probably some other people that I can't think of on the top of my head. Hopefully I could get some. So anyone that has a connection to Leo, let's get him (laughs) on the Solar Maverick. I actually have a connection to Leo. I just haven't reached out to them, but maybe it would be great to have him on the podcast. We've talked about our podcast dream interview list. Those people would be interested. President Obama as well. He's big into renewable energy. And we've talked about in previous episodes, I had the opportunity to meet him in June of 2018 to talk to him about solar energy. And it was an amazing meeting that I had with him. And he thanked me for doing something that I'm passionate about and helping the environment. And that was amazing and surreal. You know, it's funny, every time I see pictures of Benoit (laughs) and former President Obama, I always struck it. There's these two pictures Benoit has. And I think it's based on his body language. I think it's the first time I've seen Benoit nervous to meet with someone. I could tell in his, in his handshake. It's pretty funny. So if you guys ever get to meet Benoit, you'll see he's not very easily shaken, this guy. Well, that brings us towards the end of our 50th episode. It's funny. We get to taping these things. It's amazing how fast our time tracker goes by. And Benoit, I'm putting you on the spot right now because we don't have anything planned. But we usually do a book per episode. And if you don't have one, I'll be glad to volunteer. But have you been reading anything interesting lately? I've been reading a lot of books. One thing that I would suggest, actually, which we 
have this solar solar maverick book club thing there's an app called blinklist i don't know lee if you've heard of blink no tell me about it so they basically summarize books you could either read it or by chapter or you could actually listen to it so a lot of times now i actually listen to it on blinklist first and see if i like what the content is going to be and then i listen to the actual so most of the time i actually don't read books I actually listen to it on Audible. Only when I'm like on the train do I listen to it. So you should definitely check it out. It's Blinklist. It's an app that basically summarizes books. So I feel like I'm able to get through more books because of that. Yeah, I actually do have a recommendation on a book that I actually, I don't know, Lee, if you remember this, I've recommended it to you in the past. It's actually called Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. And he talks about how to be a millionaire. I actually go back and reread books Definitely. that I think are really good. Like I mentioned, How to Stop Worrying, How to Stop Living, that book by Dale Carnegie. How to Stop Worrying and Live Your Life, right? How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Start Living, right. That's an amazing book. I'm going to just jump right in and say that if you want to change your life, that book by Dale Carnegie is, every one of us goes through these decision-making process, but if you can distill down your decision-making process, mostly based on the facts and not your own self-induced stress, then your efficiency in turning around and going forward in decisions is going to be a lot faster. And it just makes for more of a pleasurable life. It's funny, actually, I was reading that book and someone next to me said, man, I really need that book. So it's actually one of the classics, but it's a great one. That book that Lee just mentioned has been really instrumental in my life. I first read that book, actually, that was recommended by my dad when I was 17 years old because I was devastated because I had a knee injury because I was planning to run track in college, and that was my goal. And then everything pretty much unwound. But that's really helped me a lot to be extremely successful. It was pretty amazing, too, This is actually talking about a future interview coming up. I interviewed the CEO and founder of Mogul, Tiffany Fan. And I'm actually also an investor as well in Mogul recently. And they're a women's millennial platform that helps with productivity. And Sheryl Sandberg from Facebook, she said that Mogul's the number one millennial platform out there. But Tiffany said actually that Dale Carnegie books and tapes what changed her life as a kid. So it's just interesting because she's extremely successful. And even though that book was written like after the Great Depression, it's amazing how these lifelong lessons still play today. But going back to The Millionaire Fastlane, which is a book that I really enjoyed by MJ DeMarco, I think one of the biggest points that I learned from this book, it said at some point, by the way, Lee, you would really appreciate this, you must make your income independent of your time. And that's when you'll truly make money. And money can buy you unlimited amounts of freedom. People trade time for money, but you have to really figure out about adding value and getting paid for that value. And then you're able to make a lot more money. Yeah, so if you do have something that is of value to people, some skill, we all have something we're great at, find out what that is and really hammer that home and maybe be able to teach other people that. And I think what Benoit is saying is if you can create 
a platform where you can impart wisdom on other people and sell that, monetize that, then you may be able to free up some of your time by having some standing lessons there to teach people. I think that's important too. That's one way to do it. I think we're going off here. We're a little emotional. We have our 50th episode here, but we just really want to inspire everyone out there to get after it. Like many of these people that Benoit met at Podcast Movement, we're all trying to uplift other people in what we do every day. What's amazing with this platform, meaning podcasting, how much of an impact that it's made to people and how many people we hear from that tell me that they learn from it, not just from the solar stuff, but the advice that we give on entrepreneurship, the books that we recommend. Like, for example, there was a podcast interview that I did with Ben Levy. It was interesting because he was quoting episodes of the podcast in our interview, which was very surreal to me that he's talking about points that I've made in the previous podcast. So we're about making an impact. I'm excited about what the future of this podcast has. Lee mentioned about the YouTube channel. We're also going to build out the Solar Maverick podcast website. We also are going to work on a book as well that's in the works. People have requested more video and TV. That's part of what we're doing with the YouTube channel. And it's about making an impact. We appreciate our listeners because without you guys, that wouldn't happen. And obviously, if we're adding value to you, please provide us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us. All feedback is appreciated. Also, I just want to elaborate a little more on the website. Our vision for the website is going to be a home base for everyone who wants to if they miss an episode, get some past episodes, some summaries of those episodes. We're looking into transcribing entire episodes and posting them there. We might point links to different resources we mentioned so you don't have to take notes while you're listening to the podcast. I know many of you are driving. So that's what we envision for the website. It's kind of a one-stop shop where you can check out, You know, oh, I forgot what they were mentioning, this product. We're going to have everything there. So we're looking to launch that within a month. That's exciting. I appreciate that, Lee. And then we're going to incorporate a lot of the things as well that we learned at Podcast Movement about hosting shows, about value, marketing, monetization, and just making it a better product. So we appreciate your feedback. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Mavericks. And again, this is our 50th episode and we couldn't have done without you and keep giving us, telling your friends about it and giving us those five-star reviews. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Solar Maverick Podcast. The Solar Maverick Podcast is brought to you by Renew Energy. We're a solar development and consulting firm. If you believe that this podcast is adding value to you, please give us a five-star review and share with those that you think could benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and feedback to info at renewenergy.com. That's I-N-F-O at reneuenergy.com. The Solar Maverick Podcast is produced by Podcast Laundry and executive produced by Benoit Thangin and Kevin Y. Brown. 